it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. What an idiot. It's time for a match preview as Chelsea take on. I've said it the wrong way now because of you. As Villa head to Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, Saturday at 5.30 kickoff. I'm your host, Dan Bardell, joined by Ty the Idiot, Bracey and Neil. We love you. Love you. Oh, I'm having an absolute nightmare <laughs> due to Ty. I got confused between love you and love of Paul McGrath. I had an absolute nightmare. <laughs> the show is sponsored by Luke Roper. If you want to get 20% off, then just use the code TVV20 and you will get 20% off everything they have to offer, including their dapper villain range, which is very nice. As I say, Villa head to Chelsea this weekend. If you didn't watch it, we've already done a Stato preview. So if you want to see all the stats revolving around the game, go back and check that out. Neil's face tells me that he does not want to go back and check that video out. It looked very cross about I was trying something to... all of a sudden there. Everybody just disappeared from my screen. I was going, where the hell has everyone gone to? And then they just reappeared okay. again. So that was my... I wonder, are we still on face? Okay. I mean, it, it's, it's always 50-50 whether we're on air or not, Neil. You know that from previous experience of being on the Villa View. Great to have you on, Ty. Absolutely superb. You've sent me to pieces. I do loads of professional stuff in the week, think I'm going really well, and then I come on and do this with you, and I go to pieces and look like an absolute amateur. But you haven't been on for a while. How are you? Um, I've, I've been hiding for a while. To be, I've just been just life. Let's just say, just life. You know, we uh, we we all go through some stuff, and I, I've just been having some downtime. So I've just been uh, you know, putting my head first. But I'm I'm getting there. I'm good. Yeah, I will say the it's absence. Good to be back. It's good to be back. I will say the absence has coincided with getting a girlfriend, but we won't get in. We won't get into that on on, on this podcast. Neil, are you okay? 
Says you, Dan, but whatever. <laughs> I'm, here, I'm here every week. I'm here every week. I'm doing podcasts every hour of every day, pretty much. Nothing Nearly. to do with me getting into a relationship. Thank uh, you, Daniel. And I'd just... prefer it if you'd leave my personal life away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you'd like that as soon as I said it. Neil, you okay? <laughs> I'm grand. <laughs> I'm sure I, like my opinion is on the topic of me and Dan. You might as well fill us in on yours. Abs- absolutely yeah, brilliant. Life's good. Abs- yeah, life's great. My my house has been ripped apart from Monday and um, starting a new job on Monday. And then I've... Yeah, life is just going to go, going to be nuts for the next six months. But uh, life is great; it's absolutely fantastic. Good, good. Yeah, coming over to happy. coming That's over to Villa Park next uh, for the Forest yes. game. So excellent! I'm looking forward to seeing you because I have actually never met you. Yeah, we've never met you. I've done a hundred odd podcasts with you, I reckon, but I've never actually seen you in the flesh. So I only met Omar for the first time last last weekend at the Villa Women's game. You know, unfortunately, I've seen Ty many, many times in my life <laughs> in, in person, but the rest of you I've barely have ever met. Let's look ahead to the Chelsea game then Saturday, 5.30 kickoff. Neil, Chelsea decimated with injuries. I was looking at them and thinking, what on earth is their defence going to be at the weekend? Because they like to play this three at the back. And to be fair, that has settled them down in recent weeks, having a bit more of a settled personnel and having a bit more of a, a settled formation. Thiago Silva, Cesar Aspilicueta, Wesley Fofana, all out. But they can still put in a very nice back three. They've still got Shalabar, Kula Bali, Badashile, Kukurei can play in the back three as well. So actually, even with all those injuries, they can still put out a nice little back three. The main issue they've got is Reese James at right wing back being mm. out because he's probably the only player in the squad that they can't replace. I don't think they've got a like for like there or someone that can come in and do the same kind of job as him. So him not being there at the weekend is good for Aston Villa. Yeah, absolutely. And it seems to be uh, a common team for both for both teams. You know, right back's going to be missing. Uh, or I know that we're not in such a dire straits, I suppose, as, as Chelsea are. We were just talking about this beforehand that it probably will be uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek will probably slot in there at the right wing back position. But um, I, I personally like playing against teams that play three at the back. And Villa have had decent, um, a decent record against teams at three at the back. I say this and then wince kind of going, I hope AVFC Stato isn't in there and going to absolutely tear me to ribbons and say Villa have only won 4% of their last games against teams. <laughs> it seems like it seems like we've got a good record against teams. You're wrong, Neil, you're wrong. <laughs> teams that trade the back. So uh, if we can kind of weaken them, then go, uh, or not even weaken them, but if they are a small little bit, um, I suppose, unsure of who that right back person is going to be, um, because I know that Raheem Sterling has even has even deputised in there previously as well as a wing back. He's out, Potter, I think, as well, and he's out as well. Yeah, yeah. so um, they're really kind of uh, waiting to find somebody to, to to pop in there. But I'd say it will be Ruben Laftus cheek, and I suppose realistically, you know, that kind of that doesn't really weaken them, but at the same time, it doesn't give them the attacking intent. I think that they would like to have there because Reese James is a Rolls Royce of a player. You know, he's. Um, He's he he's just he's a fantastic fullback, you know. So he's obviously going to make them better. Neil, the next time we do this is the three. I've decided I'm going to do Neil Dunworth bingo, and I'm going to jot down key phrases that you. Use. Yeah, I, knew, I yeah. don't know how, why I said Rolls Royce. That, that is that <laughs> is. He loves a Rolls Royce, Neil. These Rolls Royce players are very very common, more common than, than you think. Just to completely undo the start of the podcast. I've just read whilst you were talking that Rhys James and Kai Havertz should be available for Chelsea after injuries okay. in the in the international break. That's on the Athletic. I don't know what time this article was. I mean, I work for them, so let's not get too deep into it. But I would expect it to. I would. I would expect it to to, to be right. So discount everything we've just said about right wing back because Rhys James looks like he he could be playing, which 
I'm not happy about because I think he is their their key man. He's their best player. It's weird for a right wing back to make a team so much more dangerous going forward. But when he plays, they definitely are that that they are more dangerous going forward. But if he's not there, Jacob Ramsey playing on the left hand side at the moment feels like he's coming into a, a bit of form. So if Rhys James isn't there, maybe he can get out whoever, whoever's playing there. So we're in the weird position at the moment with Villa, where it's a dangerous position to be in. But you kind of fancy us every week to get something. And I'm, I'm in that position again this weekend where I fancy us to go to Stamford Bridge and, and take something away from there this weekend. It's a nice position to be in. We haven't been in that position too, too many times in, in, in the last few years. It just yeah. says it all about Emery and what he's done in the short space of time, doesn't it? Yeah, and it, it's a, we're in a great place at the minute and I'm really... Enjoy, yeah, prior to what you do here in the stands when you're sat behind your seat, Dan, you, you'll definitely know because it's, it's riddled with it in the whole tend of when we play out from the back. Um, but if there is a time for us to get anything from Chelsea, it is, it is this weekend, mate. And they, they, their form's got to turn at some point. I just hope it's not against us. But we've been playing some good football. We've been playing some really good football. Good to see uh, Booba back in training as well to go off yeah, top. Yeah, excellent. Of there. But, you know, just a massive morale boost for us as fans, you know. But I thought we would struggle a lot more than we did without him. And it yeah. just goes to show in Unai's system we can still make it work. I mean, am I right in saying McGinn has been filling? Yeah. That's what he has, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, and he's, you know what? He's done well there. Done really yeah, well there. Exactly. And I've, I've got absolutely no complaints with how we perform without him. Obviously, we'd rather him there, of course, but, but we're in a good place at the minute, man. So I I think there's a real opportunity for us to, that, that top 11 is is tight, man. It's, it's, it's not as tight as the, the bottom 12, but that top 11 is tight. And I, I really do think we can, I know there's no expectation of us getting uh, Europa Conference League, but I do genuinely believe it can happen. I really do. Well, you can finish eighth potentially and get the Europa Europa Conference League. Sorry, this okay. sense. Eighth, eighth is attainable. I think Fulham will start to fall away now, especially when you see what's about to happen with Mitrovic. I think he'll be getting a hefty ban, obviously, after what he did in the FA Cup weekend. So I do think Fulham, as good a season as they've had, I think they'll start to fall away. I'm not sure Brentford will. I'd probably make them favourites to, to probably break into the top eight. They, they, have, a, they a have really good striker. Season. They have a striker that might be getting a hefty, hefty period yeah, on but in I game think, two. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen this season. I think, it, think it might that's be in, in the summer that they they look at that and review it properly. So, Brentford, fair play to them having an having an excellent season. I mean, Chelsea themselves, they'll probably be looking to finish in the in, in the top eight. Now they have picked up a little bit in recent weeks. I take your point, Ty, that you know the form hasn't been brilliant especially in 2023. It's been a pretty miserable 2023 for them, although they're still going okay in the Champions League. But Neil, they have picked up a little bit in the in the last few game weeks. I think they've taken seven points from nine or, or something along those lines. So because Potter settled on a system and settled on personnel a, a little bit more than he had done previously, they do seem to have turned a slight corner, but I still don't think that they're, they're all the way there, which makes me buoyant. I think Villa can do something this weekend. It's pretty mad because... One of the biggest things that fans and, and pundits have been saying about Chelsea is that like for all the players they've brought in, all the attacking talent they've brought in, they're still crying out for number nine. They're still crying out for somebody up top. And jo- Joe Felix seems to be playing up there, and I think he's what? He's two goals and nine appearances or something like that for Chelsea so far. So he seems to be probably the one that's hit the ground running the most for them in those signings they've brought in. But it's always going to be... Uh, an exercise in gelling of players, you know, and trying to get a team to gel together. Not only have you a new manager coming in, 
and and without any disrespect to Brighton, but he's coming into a team that's got an infrastructure and expectation level and a media spotlight on it far greater than Brighton's has been, far greater than Aston Villa have. And he's to learn the ropes from that point of view too. And then you fire 15-odd players in on top of him as well that he's to integrate into the team. It's the toughest job in the Premier League at the moment, just for, for the specific... Uh, um, reason or, or specific instances that have happened in Chelsea in the last eight, last six or seven months. It's the toughest job in the Premier League because you're fighting battles on all on, on, on all um, fronts. Even though you do have sixty odd players to choose from, you know. But he's going to like, and that's why people were kind of saying that the the results weren't. Coming. It was there was like remember you go on Twitter, will Chelsea ever win a game again? That was a legitimate thing that was being said on Twitter because of all the players that they have bought and, and, and they've spent a lot of money. So he's going to have a job to find that, uh, that, that striking line that's going to, be able to, going to be able to work for them. But as you said, he's got seven points from the last nine and maybe he is turning it around. The, the break probably came at a bad time for him as well because like for Aston Villa, majority of their players would have stayed behind. They got some time off, I know. I've seen Tyrone Mings playing golf recently. Um, Unai Emery would have had time to work with them, maybe even more film studies for the younger players or maybe players that were in and around uh, the fringes of the squad, maybe players coming back, Bubakar Kamara's back, Leander Dundonker is back as well. And and we would have had more people there together as, as a team. But Graham Potter's lost all these guys for two weeks and they have mm-hmm. to come back in. So whatever integration tactics he was using previously, He's lost the majority of his starting eleven to, to international teams over the last two weeks, so it's it's that 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 does bear thinking about from his point of view. And I think he's probably just sits at home at night, just staring at a blank wall, going, "I can't wait for the summer to come, and I just hope they don't go mad and sack me before the summer because he needs a bedding in period, big style with these players." It must be impossible to take a training session at Chelsea when it, when everyone's <laughs> fit. Even to name a subspench, you must be thinking he's like a school got... assembly, isn't it? I've got to leave some people out here it's, who, who I don't want to leave out. International footballers not even get on the bench when you've got a nine-man bench. It must be hard. Yeah. But you could argue at the, at the moment, you know, Potter and Emery took over at similar times. I know Potter was at Chelsea a little bit longer than Emery. But you look at where Chelsea are in the league and you look at where Villa are as well in their, in their period of now building and, and trying to go under, under a new manager. You could probably say that Villa are actually further ahead and all the things that you've just mentioned, Neil, they're crucial because when there is an international break, Emery has time at the training pitch to make the players that are already there better. We haven't disrupted the side in January and bought a, bought a load of players in and he's trying to bed them in. So he's improved the players that are already there. Potter's fighting in the Champions League as well. So they've had midweek games. There's not there's not much time for him to work his methods with the players at all. And he's trying to bed in about eight, seven or eight players who they, they bought in January, not to mention the upheaval in the summer as well. So actually... It's worked to Villa's advantage, and Villa have managed to accelerate their progress, I think, whereas Chelsea, like you say, they really, really just need the summer, and Potter just needs to survive until the summer and have the time to get his methods across. Absolutely, and I think that if you were to ask Potter what would he love to do, like, first thing, if he was able to clean the slate and go back again, and the club was able to clean the slate and go back again, and I'd say if they were to ask them what would we love to have a do-over on, I think Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang would be something that would be high on their list because we spoke about number nines, we spoke about strikers. They've basically just pushed him to the side and he only had one option of go back to Barca or um, I think I think it was MLS or something like that. And he's a striker that scores goals that's literally sitting there being paid by Chelsea and being told basically don't come to work. 
you know. So there's all these little bits of politics, I think, that are going around, going on around the club as well. And and with, you know, with with these big names and with big players and big teams comes that type of uh, you know that political kind of aspect that you need to need to be able to 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 be aware of. And you know, it's, it must be new to Graham Potter. And as you said, he's going to have to talk to players that are international players that would get into any other team in the Premier League. Specifically, I suppose any other team outside of the top six, anyway, for sure. They waltz into their teams, and he's going to have to say to them, "Yeah, you, you're, you know, you might only get eight games this year, and that's tough. That is tough, as you say." So, um, I think that I, it's it's different. There's no manual to teach you how to deal with people. There's loads of manuals to teach you how to do the statistical side, the, the tactical side, the the, the warm ups, you know, and, and you can be as as you can plan everything down to the second with regards to your routine on game day, but you can't plan for somebody turning up and just turning into a diva on the day and upsetting everybody. And you've got big names there, and I'm not saying that they will do that. And the Graham Potter isn't able to isn't able to handle that, but it's a different ball game when you've got so many big big stars in a team. It's a different type of it's a different type of atmosphere, and a lot of managers have buckled under it. I'm not saying that Potter will. He's just it's a it's a learning curve for him. But well, he, he hasn't dealt with that kind of character, this mm-hmm. this kind of nature of this job before, because he'd spent time in obviously in Scandinavia. He's been, he's been at Swansea. He's been at Brighton. He hasn't had to deal with the big international players. You know, some managers go through the whole career and they never have to deal with it. So he's learning that kind of aspect of it. He's a good man manager, Potter, but he's learning that aspect on the job. I think the problem with Chelsea is, is that, like you just said about Bamiang, signings they made in, in the summer transfer window are already out of date now with what they're trying to do in January, which is just a, a bizarre method and a, a really bizarre transfer strategy. Let's look at Villa then, Ty. I think Kamara will, will come straight back in because... One of Chelsea's area of strength, really, I would say, is central midfield. Enzo Fernandez and Kovacic. That's a nice partnership that they've got going on there at the moment. That could be the partnership in midfield for a few years. Kante played 60 minutes behind the closed doors in the, in the international break as well. So I'd expect to see him on the bench. But Kamara's going to have to come in for someone. And you probably think it's going to be Wendy or Bailey. Who do you think it will be? I'd probably say Bailey, if I'm honest. Uh, but Wendy is, I don't think he's playing bad at all. He's. Uh... He had a bit of, yeah, he had a bit of a stinker in the last home game. He, he lost a fair bit of possession. I think that was the last home game. Yeah, I agree, I agree with you. I didn't hear that spoke about very much, but that was exactly what I thought. Yeah, same, I see. yeah, I can't really remember much of the second half, but I remember in the first half, he did lose the ball a substantial amount um, pretty much every time he touched it, actually. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I think it'll be Bailey. Um, but Kamara, again, it's one of those things whether he's ready to you know play 90 minutes. But well, he hasn't actually been out that long in the end. Yeah, yeah. It's not ages, is it? His work rate is the worry there for me uh, because his work rate is so good. Like, he is absolutely dripping after 10, 15 minutes of being on the pitch. He's, he's you know, he's covered in sweat. He does not stop. He doesn't have an off button. Um, and I really love that about him. So it's whether he can, you know, come in fresh back out of a, an injury. Obviously, in the grand scheme of things, it's quite small uh, in terms of how long he's been injured. Um, but I'd love to see him back in the starting eleven. I think we all would, right? Yeah, I, I think he'll start. Neil, do, do you agree? Yep. I think there's probably a case for giving him 70 minutes and then you've now got Dendonka who can come off the bench and give 20 minutes depend- if you're protecting something. But then you'll also have Bailey or Buendia, I imagine, on the, on the bench to bring on because I don't think it'll be Ramsey or McGinn that, that, that misses out, especially especially away from her. I'm always wrong when I say those things. But I'm a sneaky feeling. I think Bailey plays because I just think we look at, in terms of trying to stretch teams, I'm not saying he's doing that at the moment, but I think that extra bit of pace in the side, if you take Bailey out, 
you've pretty much only got Watkins pace in the, in the whole whole in the whole team. You suddenly become a little a little bit predictable. If anything, Bailey and Watkins up top pins teams back a, a little bit more. Even though Bailey's been pretty ineffective most game weeks, do you think it'll be Bailey or Brendan that comes out? I wanted to be Brendan, but he's oh, played Bailey. No, sorry, to, to, to start there. Um, but he's played Bailey in games like this, and it's only something off the top of my head I can think in away games when he does want to stretch the field, he does play Bailey. So um, I would, uh, like, I'm open to either of the two of them. Obviously, Buendia is on a better run of form. I know he did have that, that, that last home game, but, you know, he started scoring goals recently. He's a bit more of a consistent player. His work rate and work ethic is, is, is better around the field. He can drop deeper. He can pull out to the wing, both wings if needed. Whereas when you, when you play Bailey, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get somebody who's going to try and go wide to find space and he's going to try and bomb forward through the center. He's going to cut in his left foot and take a shot, you know, and, and he's going to, there will be times when he will frustrate you from the point of view that he maybe not mightn't beat the first man, but he does have that space uh, or that, um, that, that field stretching ability, you know, with his pace. Uh, but I think that, I, I think that, that Unai Emery likes that tight midfield, um, and he will he will start Bubkar Kamara. I think he will start him, and he will bring him off uh, if he's if he's running out of juice. But who he starts up top against uh, with Watkins? We've been more prolific with um, with Buendia. It feels like we've been more prolific with Buendia up there. Um, but he has a punch on for playing Bailey. If Neil Dunrock was making the making the 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 team talk at the start, I would be naming Buendia in there over Bailey. Um, just because I just think the all all round effort, um, and the consistency level of ba- of Bundy is better than Bailey at the moment. I I think I seen some something uh, that Greg had posted actually about um, something about Watkins becoming the he's got is it the first player to score in six away games in a row? Is it? It's, it's, it is. I can't remember the number, but he mentioned it on eighteen seventy four on Monday as well that it's yeah. consecutive games. Six or seven? Who was that? Uh, Watkins. 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 I think he was the first to do it in history. I think I swear yeah, well, he said something along those lines. I should remember because I did the podcast with him, but I, I can't remember what it was that, 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 he, that he said, to be fair. So, yeah, Watkins is there's some record that, that he can break this week. And Stato never mentioned that though in his in, in, in the show yesterday. Stato also agreed with me on something that I was wrong about in the show as well. So, IVFC Stato in the mud completely over the last 24 hours. There, you never have a dig at Neil. You've digged at me. You've digged at producer Adam. You've digged at Stato. You should just do this gig on your own, I think, Dan. No, I can't do it on my own. I tried to do a few of them Stato shows on my own. They were absolutely awful. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe that anyone's ever come back to watch the channel after I did those Stato shows on my own, in, in, in fairness. Right back's the only other one that, that's up for discussion, really, but I think we can all safely assume it'll be Ashley Young. There's some talk that Carlos could play and can't play right back or Chambers could play right back, but it would be very harsh for it not to be Ashley Young given the season that he's had. But over the next seven days, actually, it's three games. So there's every chance we'll see Carlos and we will see a bit of mixing and matching. We aren't going to play the same 11 for three games in a week, I wouldn't think. Uh, Go on now. He didn't yeah. address either, either, either of you. I was Go comfortable on, yeah. with either of you answering the question. Yeah, I think I, I I actually don't even think we'll see Carlos. I don't think he's going to break up the defensive partnership. I think we might see him for twenty minutes at the end of a game or something like that, if if uh, if needs be, or he brings it on, brings him on to be a, a third centre half. But I think he's going to run with with the with the back four and keep them as stable as he can, uh, because I think Alex Moreno has won that left back position. Q 
Luca Dean stacking. He'll play. Luca Dean will play one of the three. He'll play <laughs> one of the three. I don't know which one, but he'll play. And one our of the goal three. difference is starting to get good as well, isn't it? You know, we're slowly yeah. starting to push towards the the, the positives as mm-hmm. opposed to. I think we were like minus nine or minus 11 at one point. I think, is yeah. it minus four now? Minus four um, now, yeah. yeah so we're starting to pull that back. So Neil, I couldn't agree more there. Um, Here we go. You see, look, man, we're in them. It's I such shot. a discredit to us that we're in the bottom half of that. Like, because yeah. we are, you know, if, if you show, I, I don't know if you've got the top half there, producer Adam. Um, oh, he has. He's not messing around this week. I mean, that font isn't great on the points, I'll be honest. Um, we never get the font right. We've changed it about seven times and you can still never read it. Um, yeah, I mean, look how close we are. Look how close we are. We're, we're about to get in the mix. There's yeah. every opportunity to get in the mix there. So, um, Well, a win would be win would be massive tomorrow because that would take us away from Chelsea. We have been marooned in 11th, which I'm not complaining about because I honestly think we were going down under the last manager. We'd be in that horrible little mix of the bottom nine if, if we'd have stuck with Gerard any yeah. longer. Like we yeah. we would have we would have been down there, and if all those teams, you can make a case for them at the moment that, that they could go down. And at the time, I would have made a case for us to go down as well because we were absolutely porous in in front of goal. So we've kind of made eleventh our own. That's the minimum we're going to get this season. I'm yeah. quite happy with that. But I do think now I'm starting to believe, which cue us getting absolutely hammered at Stamford Bridge tomorrow because we've got a terrible record there. I'm starting to believe that top half. Maybe maybe eighth. If, if eighth can get you Europa Conference League, I wouldn't rule us out of that. I, I don't know whether you both agree. I'm, I'm not going to expect it. No, no, no. If we don't, I'm not going to kick off I about think, it. But even even 11th, the, the teams that are above us are playing really good football. Like, as we said, you know, your Fulham's, your Brighton's, your Brentford's. Like, Brentford went 12 games unbeaten, regardless whether they won every one of them or not. That is a, a great... Right. Yeah, that... I mean, I would snatch your hand off for a 12-game un, unbeaten streak. Um, I think it's more than possible. However, I wouldn't be disheartened if it didn't happen. No, I mean I'm happy with. I'm not happy where we are. I think we could, we should be a lot higher. You know, if if anything, I'm just annoyed that we haven't had Emery for the entire season because yeah. of the the statistics of how it's been since he's took over. I think we're in third. Um, third for points fourth, since yeah. he's took over at Villa, which is just you know it's crazy, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I'd. <sighs> I'd, I'd be happy with anything top half. But if we can get Europa, then massive. But I wouldn't be disheartened if we don't. No, we did have, I, I did have a conversation with Greg a few weeks ago in 1874 where I said, I'm a bit worried that it would be, it would kind of be the wrong time. It would be a, a bit soon if we did qualify for Europe and then we'd have to do too much in, in the summer. But I guess if you do, it's, it's a nice problem to have, have having been in, that, been in that position. It's been too long for a club of our size not to have been. In, in Europe now, we've been nowhere near it, absolutely yeah. miles off it for too long. I know that, you know, all the people that go away every week, they'd love some of those away days across the, across the other side of the world. Uh, I don't know, a, th- a Thursday night in Malta. That's what that's what we all want. That's that's what it's all about. Get Let's get ourselves in the Europa Conference League. Let's finish with some score predictions then. And Ty, I'll come to you first. What's your prediction for this one? 1-1. One, one. Exactly the same as my prediction. I'm going to go 1-1 one, one as well. I think we'll go ahead. And I think Chelsea will get a penalty or something and it'll, it'll end up being 1-1. One, one. Neil? 1-0 one Aston Villa. Here he anytime, is. Anytime he Una, is. Unai Emery puts out a team for Aston Villa, I genuinely feel we can win 1-0 any game. And yeah. he, he's especially almost away, like, Especially away, actually. Yeah. 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 
he's yeah. he's kind of reminded obviously nothing in looks wise or even in the style of play wise but the way that he sets up the team is defend first and annoy other teams because of, to try and be resolute in defense and resolute in midfield reminds me of the old days of George Graham when he was with Arsenal you know one nil to the Arsenal was and I've said this a couple of times on different podcasts but Una Emery has come in and said I've half a year here with these guys or a small bit more I want to get to know them I want to get to know the, the squad before I go away and hopefully he dumps shed loads of cash during during the summer and gets the players in that he wants. But what he's doing is he's been pragmatic with, with the whole situation to rob a phrase from Steven Gerrard. He's been pragmatic about it and he's he's priding on on a blanket defence in a lot of ways. And, you know, that's getting us points at the moment. So why not go to Stamford Bridge? Frustrated team that's begin, trying to bet into each other. And then... Of course, Emi Buendia comes up with a header because he's the most dangerous player we have in the air at the moment. And uh, he comes up with a header and scores and we win 1-0. Neil, so. when, uh, a few weeks ago when me and, well, a few weeks, it was probably months now, Dan, I, I've kind of disappeared off the face of the earth after I last seen you. Uh, when we met Emery, Dan passed him uh, a little notepad <laughs> with players down that you've scouted on YouTube. Yeah, Neil, Neil, no. The YouTube link next to it for him to, to, to go. suggestions. He didn't tell you he did that, but he did. I, I thought, yeah. <laughs> I struck and made Dan go and ask him for the photo. I, I couldn't. I was like, Dan, there was, there there was no time it. to do it. There's no time to pass anything over because all that you heard going on with Unai Emery was Ty going, up the villa, Una. Up, up the villa, Una. I've never heard someone say, up the villa. That's brilliant. So many to well, find in the shorts. In the shorts just the the chicken he was like, at a point to San Miguel and I'm like, uh, can I have a photo? And then the photo was blurred. And everyone told us it was fake. I was like, no, man, it's not fake. <laughs> Yeah, he did it. So when I went to, to Sky the next or the, a few days later, they all thought when I, I'd sent it to them, they all thought it was someone who just looked a bit like Emery. I mean, you and had, had a photo with him because it was such a good look alike. But no, he just hadn't done his hair. Anymore. That's all it was. He's just yeah. a bit fluffy. Bit like me today, not done, not done the hair. Let's go then. Thank you ever so much for joining me, chaps. It's been a pleasure to speak to you both and good to have you back on, Ty. There'll be a post match pint Sunday night, I would expect that would be so watch out for that but do subscribe to the channel and all that jazz and also give the video a like and comment as well enjoy the rest of your friday enjoy the weekend enjoy all the football up the villa up the villa sports social podcast network okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.